Hello there, this is Henry Harris, and welcome to another edition of The Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. Today's topic, you are a specially designed divine vessel. Okay, let us begin. We are looking at a simple truth that the experience of our life, our feelings, our moods, the ongoing psychological experience that we're having is coming from a single simple source. We're experiencing what looks to be the events of the world around us, the past, the present, what we anticipate to be our future, and to the degree that it looks burdensome, frightening, anxiety-producing, or alternatively stimulating, positive, and fun, we can mistakenly and innocently try to avoid the circumstances of our lives. We could try to manage and control them. We could try to get more of them. We can lean into a mistaken, innocent misunderstanding that leaves us entangled, very tangled, very busy, and uh, and simply out of touch with the reality that we're experiencing a single simple source. We're having feelings, we're having moods, we're having psychological experiences, and though it looks like they are coming from all those kind of things that we refer to, events and circumstances, etc., they're not actually coming directly from there. We're having the feelings, we get frightened, we get anxious, we get jealous or alternatively ex excited and and happy and it is possible that we are not actually experiencing the events themselves as this as the source of those feelings rather we're experiencing the single simple source that we are on the we're on the receiving end of a divine live flow and we have an extraordinary opportunity to to affirm this truth that we get to watch, we get to be with and watch those feelings and experience a curiosity about how those feelings work. That's an extraordinary accomplishment. Um, it is an absolutely extraordinary accomplishment. Mitzvah of Amuna, mitzvah not to believe in idols. And it allows us a whole new opportunity of responding in our life rather than reacting. It allows us a whole realm of choice. It is um, we get to exercise the choice of being with, of being so vel, of of being tolerant of circumstances beyond our control. We get to experience uh, the quiet that comes from not thrashing about, not trying to manage and control, and we make ourselves much, much more permeable to new ideas to new insights that come, that come all the time that aren't necessarily noticeable to us, but that we, we do. How many times do I get asked the question, like, what do I do when I get caught up in this anger, sadness, fear, etc.? And it's, it's always so interesting to me. I, I can have compassion for that because I don't like being the, the experience of feeling stuck in unwanted feelings. On the other hand, I have come to appreciate that those stuck feelings generally don't last. Now, I'm not saying that's a tool or a technique to get out of a, a feeling of stuckness. I'm simply pointing to a very valuable truth that in the same way that I'm asking in a given moment, how do I get out of stuck feelings? 
it's probably the case that I'm not in that stuck feeling right now. And if that's true, that I'm not in that stuck feeling right now, then how did I get out of the last stuck feeling? And I'll ask people that. Well, wait, are you in that feeling now? No. How did you get out from the last one? And sometimes they'll acknowledge, oh, that's interesting. I don't know. That's a wonderful intro to I, the idea, the I don't know, it's, it's, it's beyond me, is helpful. The appreciation that I didn't actually get do something that changed my state of mind, and yet my state of mind changed because obviously I'm not in that stuck state. It's a healthy, um, it's a healthy humility. It's a healthy appreciation for the fact that my life is moving in ways that can feel difficult, in ways that are uh extraordinarily relieving despite my not doing anything despite my doing things there's an equilibrium that exists within me at all times and it is wonderful to pay attention to and to be curious that underneath the surface of those kind of roiling waters happy upbeat frightened anxious underneath those the surface of those roiling waters is a is a wonderful stillness. It's a connection to a single, simple source. And today's topic I mentioned is that we are, you are, a specially designed divine vessel. And I'm encountering again this idea in this week's portion, portion called Truma, in which the Jewish people are told to assemble the materials and build a uh, the vessels and the structure of a mishkan, a tabernacle, a place for God's presence to dwell in their midst. And the, one of the noteworthy verses that are qu- is quoted is, Vasuli Mikdash, God tells Moshe to tell the Jewish people, Asuli Mikdash, make for me a sanctuary, Vashachanti Besocham, and I will dwell in amongst them. The simple understanding is that the Mikdash is amongst them, and I will dwell in it. And then in that manner, God says, I will dwell in them. But our sages say that, in fact, he's, he, God's intention is to describe his literal dwelling in the, midst, in, the, in the midst of each and every individual Jewish person and as a whole. I will be with him. I will, he will experience my presence in a, in a, in a palpable manner. And the, and, the, and the teaching is that when we build a vessel, God's presence will manifest. Now, does that mean to say that God's presence was not available or not here prior to the building of the vessel? That doesn't make sense because God is infinite and there's nowhere where God isn't. On the other hand, it's necessary to have a vessel. The vessel is what allows us to experience to have an imminent experience of that divine presence. And this struck me very powerfully. And I've shared in the past this metaphor, that there's a, uh, there's a wonderful company, an Israeli company, called Watergen. Watergen provides a product that, underst- that, that works on a, very rel- on, a, on, a, on a very simple premise, and that is that there is water everywhere in the world. Everywhere in the world there is water. Now, that might be a bit of a novel novel idea for people in the midst of a very arid place, or people in the midst of uh, people far from a <clears throat> some kind of a 
uh, a water a water system, piping and plumbing, etc., or people who find themselves in the midst of a place where the water system is toxic and poisoned. How does such a person in the midst of a place like a desert, where how does he get water? How does a person whose water pipes are poisoned, toxic, how does he get water? So the water is everywhere. The only issue is, is there a vessel that can receive and make available that water? WaterGen has created a company that understands that technology. And what they do is they create a portable system that takes the water that's already in the air. There's already water. Wherever you are in the world, there's water in the air. That's just a simple truth. Water everywhere. Now, you can't drink the water in the air. You can't make use of that water that's in the air for a variety of reasons. But WaterGen has created a vessel. They've created a vessel that has the ability to take what's already there and make it palpable, make it useful, make it real. And that is such a striking metaphor to, to, my, to my understanding that we too, we're a vessel. We're this miraculous vessel that there is a creator. His presence, his, dwell, his, his indwelt presence is everywhere. There's nowhere where God's presence is not. And it is completely and totally, I'm, I'm swimming in the midst of it. There's All there is is divine presence. On the other hand, I don't necessarily experience that as a palpable reality. And the good news is, is that A, it's all around me. And B, I am the miraculous device that allows that presence to become held. I am the vessel. I am, the, I am so to speak, the water gen device that allows that life-giving water to become pooled and, and, and available. I am the, the, the device that allows the divine presence <clears throat> to become manifest. I, uh, I, I can be a vehicle through, through which divine understanding and divine closeness becomes palpable and noticeable and relatable to my spouse to my children, to myself. I, I, I have the ability to experience that divine presence. And that is, in a sense, what the, what the whole point of the, the Mishkan is, is it's a reminder that God's presence is imminent, that we can always, at all times, experience a sense of closeness, a sense of his imminence, and that we, that we ourselves are that vessel. But it needs the vessel to be able to hold that, it needs the vessel, and good news, I'm the vessel. So when I, I experience, like I've, like I've shared in the past, people often will wonder, like, how do I, I have had the flow at different times in my life. I don't have the flow at this point in my life, or I don't know how to maintain the flow. The truth is that the flow is always flowing. There is a single simple source behind all life. The experience of our life is, there's a unity there's a unity in Jewish consciousness. There's a character trait called hishtavut. Of it. Hishtavut comes from the word shaveh. Shaveh means kind of um, uniform or, or, um, or equal. To the degree that I experience a 
a bank error in your favor, collect 200, or you've been assessed for taxes, pay an additional 10% of all your income, like in the monopoly game, there is, it's all coming from one single source. There is obviously a difference between bank error in your favor and pay more taxes in a kind of practical surface. And I will be the first to acknowledge I prefer the bank error to the taxes. But to the degree that I have my awareness of and my attention to the single simple source, there being a, a single simple source, I have the ability to live with and experience the uniformity of a divine presence, the warmth and the wisdom and the creativity of the divine presence that's always here, that's always available when my moods are, 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 are lifted and I'm more readily of accessing trust and gratitude and a sense of connection. Alternatively, when my mood drops and I'm experiencing fright, fear, insecurity, shame, they're all existing inside of a single, simple flow. And I am a vessel that receives that. And I get to have this beautiful contribution as a vessel that is a vessel in a vessel that can watch myself as a vessel. I get to, I get to watch that I am a vessel receiving this divine flow and acknowledge, oh, there is the uni uniformity of all life, the presence, the divine presence that's making itself known inside my heart in a whole spectrum of ways and all of it every last ounce of it, every last moment of it is the divine. And it's allowing me an opportunity to be with, to be with the divine that's behind that moment's feeling, behind that moment's felt experience. Some of it is an opportunity to express uh, 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 a warm gratitude. Some of it is an opportunity to experience a kind of a graceful humility perhaps a prayer, a request. But I, at all times, I'm on the receiving end of that, of that divine presence. And to the degree that I am interested and curious to look for it, that makes me a vessel. That makes me a vessel. The divine presence can, can is everywhere. It desires to reside in my heart, in my mind, in my, my body, in all of its limbs. It desires to reside in the words that I share with the people in my life, with um, the moment-to-moment -moment experience of my interactions and my, my aloneness. The divine presence is all around us, like the water that's everywhere in the air. And yet it, it's, it's so close. It's so close to be a simple vessel is, is simple. It might take courage. It might take exertion but it's not complicated. It's not tricky. There's no trap doors. We can be that we are that divinely created vessel for this presence.